You are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back to the masses. All right, all right, one, two, one, two, you're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide food box radio broadcast, bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, which is a mix of old and new school music that's going to be black day after us, such as hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, house, electronica, and more, as well as new commentary and sometimes interviews here and there. On the mix and commentary end, you got myself, DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro doing the same thing, and I'll have him introduce himself. This is DJ all right, all right, doing pretty good. It's now not officially summertime. I don't think that jumps off until June, but that weather is definitely kicking our corner of the east coast of the United States. So feeling pretty good about that. And of course, feeling pretty good about um, being back into the mix, being able to do another three-hour block of radio-friendly, awesome goodness. So, yep, yep, feeling okay. Plus, ah oh man, the month of June is going to be crazy for us, so we've got a lot going on, but we'll get into that in a moment. Um, the, um, in. in the meantime, greetings to all the folks who've been holding us down and um, supporting us back in our FM radio days at Rutgers Radio WRSU to those folks who are representing with us at the present throughout a whole bunch of other um, media streams whether it's via your favorite internet radio station podcast, website, streaming music player um, FM station and another place um, wherever you're at, etc, etc we deeply appreciate you going through and um, locking out a bit of your time to check us out it is very very much appreciated for those folks who are new to the Fusebox Radio broadcast, I'll just break down how our basic format is. At the beginning, we go through, we do our intro, um, we do our promotional um, talk in terms of where we're going, what we're doing, stuff like that. And from there, um, we do a bit of commentary, and then um, both myself and the Raw get into some music mixes of the old and new school. So let's go ahead and get right into all of that good stuff. If you want to check out what's going on with Fusebox Radio broadcast at any time, you can go to our official website, which is FuseboxRadioOnline.com. That's F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. We also have our official blog site, BlackRadioEffect.com. I've done some speaking and updates on um, that site. Um, you guys will see the new design and everything on there. And we have a lot of um, content updates coming soon, partially due to some of these events we got coming up. So, um, sit back and check out that site. Um, I'm not trying to poke my coat or anything, but I think it's a pretty nice thing. And whatnot, a lot more writer and um, all of that good stuff. If you want to find out all the wonderful places you can check out the Fusebox Radio broadcast and our uh, wonderful affiliates who get into all of the different things of the world, at blackradiosback.com, we have a link for, um, Fusebox Radio, um, broadcast partners and all of that. So click on there and support all of those, um, 
great sites and outlets um, besides, you know, our contribution to this and what have you. If you're on the social network vibe, we're on the vast majority of the major social networks. So, for example, it would be twitter.com slash radio, instagram.com slash radio. I'm trying to update that a little more and more each day. Um, Facebook.com slash radio actually goes to my personal site. Y'all can join it if you want to. That's fine and dandy. We're definitely trying to up more numbers on our Facebook like page. Which is facebook.com slash radio show, which is one word. So hit that thumbs up button and um, join up on there and spread the word. Um, on my personal page, besides the radio, so I talk about a whole bunch of other different stuff. If you just want to get those um, event updates and radio show updates, you can um, join the like page. Personally, it's because y'all join both, as far as I can get. But that is all good. Of course, have to show our folks over at. Uh, Oh hell nah, always at blog.com and Penadel, Penadel.com for being a part of their music and culture writing staff for the um, past few years. We really appreciate that. Um, the last review folks did from Oh hell nah was in conjunction with the folks over at um, the World of the podcast with the um, special audio review of the Great Gatsby soundtrack. And in the upcoming week, I think I gotta do a review on Holy Quali's new album. And um, R&B um, soul singer um, Rose new album. And the month of June, a lot is dropping, so there's gonna be a lot more writing on those particular ends. So definitely um, check them joints out. And if you want to check out the Fusebox Radio broadcast at any time, like somehow let's say through one uh, broadcast outlet, you happen to miss a part of the show, or you just want to like listen to it again and have an archive of it, we are subscribable via podcast. So if you want to go to iTunes. Game, Pod Bay FM, Future Radio, TuneIn Radio, so forth and so on. You can definitely go and um, just search the Fuse Box Radio, click on us. We got at least two to three years of radio show archives on there, including our most recent show. So, you know, definitely sit back and groove with um, all of that stuff, especially because, again, we are a clean slash radio friendly show, so at least on the language, then you should be able to play us pretty much anyway. You're at, whether you know, you're on your working end or whatever happening. You know? Yeah, June, um, you know, I guess in our own way, we're going to be really out there for our Black Music Month in June. Right. And I'm going to do a real quick rundown event-wise of um, some of the stuff we're going to be getting into. Um, the first Sunday in June, June 2nd, for my folks who are in um, the D.C. metro area, folks are going to be over at Live Nightclub at the part of DCRap.com's um, open mic showcase or what have you. Um, this time it's going to be um, strictly a bunch of MCs and singers at this event. Oh. We're going to a cipher at the beginning. There's going to be a whole lot of um, great folks representing um, the area known as DMV on the mic and whatnot. That's going to be from 7 p.m. 
until about 1130. You can go to bcrap.com for more information on um, tickets, the um, very detailed lineup of all the folks who are performing and so forth. I've seen over half of those folks perform, and I'm not one to say that somebody is good when they're not. And there are some good people on um, there. And there's some people, um, I'm curious to see how they go. So um, if you're in the area and you want to see some, um, you know, various hip-hop representations here, definitely come through and um, take them joints out. On the 8th of June from 6 to 9 p.m., um, Hughes Radio Rock will be representing again over at Kill Your Art Space in the Austin, D.C. for um, their first Friday's art exhibition. Um, admission is free, even though because it is a non-profit space, you know, if you want to give a little bit of a donation, they don't mind um, things on um, that end. And um, who will be accepted and all that stuff, so it'll be pretty much a big old mix of everything. If you listen to the show, it's going to be pretty much that in a small compressor. So you get a little bit of jazz, hip-hop, soul, so forth and so on with the flow of it. So um, that's going to be cool. Um, next up, uh, we're going to be representing our folks, um, not just up top in the States, up top, up top in North America, around Toronto, Ontario. Uh, myself and the Saw Raw will be at um, the North by Northeast um, Music Festival. And we're going to be representing at quite a few places there. There's a one event that I'm not going to announce until right about when we get there. We're going to be DJing at. But um, we definitely had to big up some of the folks um, over at North by Northeast and um, Crawford Bar. We're going to be having a mini music showcase there. On Wednesday, June 12th, um, 2013. And that's going to be from 9 p.m. until we have a lot of um, wonderful indie acts representing both the stage and King that are going to be performing on the um, hip hop and soul ends. And um, our um, flyer designs going to be done pretty soon on that. So on BlackRadioWithBlack.com and all of our folks, we're going to be seeing that flyer on Blast very, very heavy. So, you know, our folks around that way, you know, definitely um, check that out. Um, there's a few other spots we're going to be DJing at here and there, and those announcements are going to be coming uh, more and more as time um, goes by. And yeah, that that should be fun. That should be fun. Like um, last year, I went over the great time, and now we got the entire team there. We got even you know some side team folks. So we're going to be um, it's going to be a fun time. You know, the builders, you know, both you know fans of the show and um. You know, fans of good music in general, because pretty much whatever you like is going to be represented at North Carolina. Um, I know they got um, the big free concerts out there in case, um, you know, you don't want to get to a festival band or whatnot. Even though it's not a very expensive festival at all. Um, there's a big outdoor show where Big Boy is going to be headlining, along with, um, Smith and & Wesson and some other folks. Um, for my folks who are into rock, I think, um, Folk of Distortion is, um, rocking out amongst some other people. They still got um heads there lining up, so it's, it's gonna be it's a pretty major deal. So it should be fun. If y'all want to check out more info on North by Northeast, you can go to the website um nxne.com. Excuse me. And let me see here. Why my mind drawing a pardon me if I'm recalled. Um, my mind's drawing a quick blank on some other planet right now. But yeah, we we start off on Black um, Music Month very, very heavy, and we've got a lot going on during the summertime, so we're going to keep making those announcements of things as time goes through. And also on a quick North by Northeastern, um, y'all can see the links on uh, BlackRadioIsBack.com and our other sites by the time this um, radio show is um, up and popping through the podcast system and everything else. 
if you want to get some networking cards, we have a deal going on with the fine folks at me.com. We get 53 business cards. And you can design them whatever way you want. So whether you're promoting your own project, your business, etc. Um, all you gotta do is go ahead and pay shipping and handling. Just check out the link for that. Um, we particularly have this promotion going on for North by Northeast. If you want to get something in general, and you want to have something a little more on the business end to promote yourself, them joints are a good look. And they're not LC full cars or whatever. So I want to throw that out there real quick. See the masses and all of that. And let me see here. I think at the present, that's about it on the major promo end before we get to talking about a few things. And then we're gonna see some wonderful mixes. Cause Lord, we got a lot of music commissions this week. And um, I know both myself and the Ra have been transferring a lot of our um, music into the various MP3 formats and whatnot. So y'all gonna be hearing some treats. Very, very heavy throughout the um, next few weeks. Right. So let's go ahead and get into some new stories. Now, one new story, I think because our past few weeks have been a little hectic, I don't think we both really got into depth with, is the aspect of the FBI putting um, Asata Shakur on the, um, on the most wanted terrorist list. First, um, female in general ever put on that particular, um, list and designation. Now, however you feel about her case, whether you feel that she's been railroaded or that she's guilty as hell, I can't help but find it odd that, you know, this happened very shortly after the Boston Marathon bombing, where you had two fellows who were so white, they're from an area where Caucasian came from, the Caucasus Mountains, and whatnot, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, you know, let's just throw that out there that, you know, this, this, this black chick who's, who's in Cuba, which, you know, Cuba ain't gonna let her go unless there's a huge regime change over there. Let's be a thousand percent honest. There's no extradition treaty between the U.S. and Cuba. That all of a sudden, it's like, oh, hey, this, this black chick is dangerous as hell. She a terrorist. And, you know, for those who aren't terribly familiar with Asada Sakura's case, um, she has been, um, held as being guilty in terms of killing a police officer in the 70s in the day. And um, there are various folks who um, protest this or whatnot and sides of curtain that the mistake is going um, to Cuba. Now, the thing I thought was kind of weird about everything was besides the fact that it's timing, because it was almost, to me it almost felt like they were trying to placate people. Like, yeah, these white guys did it, but don't worry, it's really the colored people who are bad who fight against the system. Or the better colored people, because the final show is also a black panther. Yeah. And whatnot. So you gotta look at things in that particular perspective. And also, I mean, honestly, you, you could be like, you're most wanted when you do any type of crime, but most wanted terrorists? What are you doing? to be a terrorist on a particular scale. Because when people talk about terrorism, they're talking about people doing atrocious acts to fight against the system. Whether you like a particular government system, business system, etc. 
So when you look at the aspect of the Black Panther Party, and you know some of I guess especially during that period of time, some of the more radical or political elements at large. The danger with some of those folks wasn't like, you know, they were running around and just shooting up madheads and doing a whole bunch of craziness. Their danger was trying to educate a population that a lot of folks gave up on. You know, for those who look at things like, you know, you know, food stamps and, um, what do they call that? A subsidized school lunches and other type of things. Black Panther Party did that joint on, on their own scale in California. And when you look at a system now to try to like this people just for the sake of not having a certain income level, because everybody ain't lazy who don't have a certain income level. Okay. Okay. You know, you gotta look at things a little deeper than that. Where you know, it, to me, it felt like they were trying to throw people who currently call themselves conservative politically a bone. But um, that's my particular opinion. I don't know if you had any words on that, but I saw one. Alrighty, cool, cool, cool. Um, next up, um, bugged out story, but not terribly surprising, unfortunately. Um, there's a story, um, via the folks over at disinfo.com, um, via Think Progress, that talks about the Corrections Corporation of America. We've talked about them before, the CCA. Um, they are the nation's first and second largest operators of for-profit prisons. And think about how messed up that sounds. How evil that is sounds. A for-profit prison. Meaning that you need to have some bodies in there to make money. No matter what. There's um, a story talking about that the um, senior vice president um, had assured investors during a call mind you again you have investors in the prison quote unquote we have long-standing partnership with the federal bureau of prisons the united states marshal service and u.s immigration and custom enforcement or ice we continue to see meaningful opportunities for us to partner with all three of these federal agencies the federal bureau of prisons continues to face capacity constraints coupled with a growing offender population and um, they said another CEO by the name of Damon Hinger talked about to investors that there's a strong continued demand for beds. AKA, I don't think you're going to be seeing too many rules change on certain legal ends for a while, particularly with um, what we call the drug war in the United States. Because you need to have bodies in the prison to get you know, various money and subsidies from the states and fed. And fed. The other guy, a lot of those prisoners working for literally pennies on the dollar. Now, for a lot of big companies. Within these kids, whether it's tech companies, that telemarket, and all other types of stuff. So, it's, it's, it's like it's a sick system, really. It's cancerous to a degree. Because you can't have a whole bunch of relatively rehab folks. You get out of prison because that means you're gonna have an entire economic system of of a town, of a city, of a state fall apart. So besides some people maybe just being hard asses towards criminality in general because there's always going to be crime, let's be very honest. 
but all crimes do not deserve the various punishments that come through, particularly with the drug war. It's bugged up to see people just blatantly talk about stuff like that. Like it's nothing. Like, oh, don't worry, you know, everything ain't gonna change that much. We're, we're gonna still put people in prison for having a dime bag or two of weed in most states. Don't worry about that. We're gonna try to get this crackhead off the crack so they could stop, you know, going to prison. We're, the, we're gonna talk to the tough guy, talk to him, make sure they stay there for a few years. You know, it's, it's a new age indentured servitude. I thought that was sick, man. I definitely wanted to mention that. Um, next up, definitely um, prayers and condolences to all the people who are um, affected by the insane amount of tornadoes happening in the Oklahoma City area as a broadcast time. Um, there were quite a few um, tornadoes that went through um, the various suburbs and areas around that way that um, had winds reach up to over 200 miles per hour. And considering all the craziness that's happened over there, there's not a whole lot of casualties after the past day or two, considering how bad it could be. Of course, you know, I can't even imagine just, you know, you have a home one day and you just slept up and it's gone. And whatnot. But, um, I don't know, I mean, that's an area I think they would call Tornado Alley or something. Anyhow, where a lot of stuff happens per year, but there's a lot more intensity to these tornadoes and other natural disasters um, at large right now. So, you know, whether you believe in a spiritual power or not, you know, climate change is some real business. And you need to, need to get on it with that, you know. It's because you may feel you're going to be out in a few years and die. I don't mean you got to, like, wreck the earth while doing so. That's my opinion, though. Well, one thing that I wanted to say briefly was is that I wanted to send my prayers and ask uh, to the people who got down there who got hurt or who got affected by that. But I think... I briefly, I briefly wanted to give some of my listeners, um, I would a little history about Oklahoma. This is one, one, two minutes. And, uh, what, um, that, that, that is, you know, outside of America, we've been getting the land of Native inhabitants, but Oklahoma has such a kind of unique situation. Um, it was really meant to be in the East Coast to just, you know, put together or whatever. And, um, in the 1830s, 1830, there was a thing called the Indian Removal Act, where they took the five nations to the Atlanta and them, and they made them go to the, um, to Oklahoma. And, you know, again, that set the sort of, um, sort of fear again, you know, a lot of people died on that journey. That was 1839. Uh, uh, 
Foremost, um, rest in peace to um, singer and house producer Roman Anthony. He, you know, had a shocking passing away um, this past weekend. Nobody knows um, why it occurred as of late. Um, for those who may or may not be familiar with his name, he began his um, house production um, career in New Jersey back in the early 90s. Especially with joints like uh, Make This Love Right and Let Me Show You Love. I know um, when I went up around that way as a college student in the mid-90s, you know, them just constantly. You know, I thought it was DJing. That's how I ran to his name. We went to Jersey last year, because he's actually in Jersey back in the days of the house. Hip-hop DJs were hip-hop no no doubt no doubt i mean just off of those two joints alone he deserves mention also, um, for those who are more into, um, I guess, quote-unquote, mainstream house, or even, like, the early development of what they now call electronic dance music, um, he was the voice on a, one of Daft Punk's greatest hits of One More Time that dropped around 2000. And, you know... You know, everybody who remotely even listened to mainstream radio in general knows that particular one. And, um, he's he done a whole bunch of, um, cool stuff. I mean, I know people who listen to the show from him have heard me play various things from him, um, on and off. And, um, he has some pretty good, besides him, say that house, he has some very good, um, R&B tracks, too. 
So you get a chance to definitely check out um his discography. He was a young dude. I don't think he could have been at most more than in his 40s. But also, big up to, uh, big up to, uh, 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 I bought my first Roman Anthony. I think I might have bought my first Roman Anthony record at Scratch Records in Irvington. For those who all know that spot around the UK. And, um, you know, then, you know, there's um, Zones of Hills from around, like, Academy Records. And Sex, that used to be in downtown Manhattan. And, um, other various spots. So, this passing differently to me encapsulates a part of uh, my experience just in terms of becoming an adult. So, that's what I want to talk uh, during when I really started getting heavily um, into the music. So, you know, all of them going, I remember like blasting the house parties, regular parties, you know, my, my travail through New York to the various um, house joints, all of that. So, you know, definitely rest in peace with him and whatnot. Um, just for one more time alone, I mean, that is an amazing song. He kills it with the rest of them. Yeah. And whatnot. And the video is cool too. Y'all go on YouTube for second of the It's a whole anime video. And it's just bugged out. So, definitely had enough to keep him. Next up on the um, music is, as I'm sure people have heard because the hype wagon is big and loud, um, Kanye West has a new album dropping around the end of June. And um, he dropped um, two recent joints, um, particularly um, via Saturday Night Live, with um, New Slaves and Black Skinhead. Um, my opinion on these tracks. Um, they're cool enough, I can't say they're bad, or whatever, but one of the interesting conversations I got on with back and forth between a lot of various people through our social networks is, is there a thing about separating the message, the message from the messenger in terms of the music being in the message, because New Slaves and Black Skinhead kind of goes at folk for being, you know, tied into more of the artificialities of, um, you know, fame and money and stuff like that, but you know, folks are like, well, look at Kanye West, you know, who the hell is he to talk to people about it? And what happened? Now, nobody is perfect, first and foremost, so I'm not expecting this dude to be that way. He never even came out musically that way. And whatnot. But to me, when I listen to these, to these songs, it felt kind of weird because I don't think that he's not genuine of his stuff, but I think he's like a lot of folks at a certain stage, but they're confused. They don't want to necessarily let the benefits of the superficiality go, particularly those who are famous because of that. But you know a little too much when you're trying to delve in and say something. But at the same token, a part of me feels like he's prepackaging Sonic Rebellion because nobody else is doing it. And whatnot. Like, oh, look at me, I'm pushing against the system. In the meantime, you know, 
buy my Air Yeezys at um, Foot Locker for about $300. <laughs> and whatnot. But you know, y'all knew slaves because you're tied into materialism. I mean, it's cool, yeah. I'm, I'm glad he spit a verse about the CCA that we just talked about earlier during the show. I'm glad you put, you're saying a few things because who knows what some other cats are saying ain't gonna get through to a certain crowd, but you know, your fame might get through a little bit to another crowd. So I'm not gonna be mad at you for saying something. And these are only two songs out of an entire album. Maybe everything in sequence will have more of an impact on everybody. Because the MP3s haven't even dropped yet for these two songs. Like literally this past weekend, you know, it, it was premiered on Saturday Night Live, and I think um, there was a there was a big thing about premiering um, the new Slaves video um, throughout the world through these production things um, earlier. But I think the Kanye situation, because it's not like he had to said stuff in other songs before, so this isn't like you know from left field completely or whatever. But you know. Kanye hasn't really talked about a damn thing in about the past two, three years in depth. Let's be really honest about that. And, you know, while it's cool to have folks be able to say something on record, you can't just give this cat, like, full leeway. Because now he's saying something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a music fan. I personally like the vast majority of what Kanye West puts out. Because I'm a huge fan of everything. But I can't say he's an untalented man or whatnot. But you can't just be like, well, he's saying something, so you gotta ignore everything else. Because that's not realistic. You know, like, I can't throw him a bone. I can't throw Lupe Fiasco a bone, these other cats a bone, just because they're saying something. You still gotta make good music. You still gotta sound like you actually believe in what you're talking about. You still gotta be somewhat coherent with what you say even if you're confused as hell because you got a platform that a lot of other folks don't have that is your responsibility as a person who's at, at a certain plane that is your you know blessing of having a platform when you are famous to do something and you know i hope this new album is banging i hope it really goes hard because lord knows barely anybody in making hip hop is saying a damn thing about anything with that type of joy. So, yeah, New Slaves and Black Skinhead as songs sound cool, but I can't just be there like, woohoo, a home- homeboy is back, or whatever, whatever, or, you know, this is going to change the game till here an entire joint. So, you know, the best thing I can say about these joints is, you know, they, 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 they need more interesting to see in the direction the album's going in, because sonically, these are very dark songs. Very dark, very hard going type of joints. But, you know, I hope this Negro doesn't try to come at everybody like, like he's a martyr and whatnot, when he really isn't. He really, really isn't. You know? I'd be glad to be like, look, I'm an average guy again after being, you know, the Louis Vuitton Don and kind of a jackass in the music of the past few But we'll see. We shall see what is good, and, um... I'll post the links to the videos and um, all of that type of stuff. Oh, also too, something I thought was interesting when I was on the social network during this past weekend when all this was happening was you had a lot of music people like, um, because one of the songs is kind of like a rock rap hybrid. You had a lot of heads who were like, yeah, he's kind of jacking Saul Williams and Steve. Yeah, yeah, folks were like, yeah, he's kind of jacking Saul Williams and Steve right now. He's kind of jacking, you know, 
they were telling when they built with rapid speeds right now, etc, etc, so forth and so on. Um, for me, which I thought was kind of interesting, people were even bringing that up in the first place, but still say that some folks are looking into the music history in the internet. Um, I don't know, I mean, this, this, like I said, the, the songs are cool. I can't say they're bad, but it didn't really hit me in the chest like other joints had. Like, the last album, those singles hit me more in the chest than this one. But then again, who knows, like I said, it might be one of those things you gotta look at in the context of an entire album. And we'll see what's what, but... Um, shout out to everybody for actually having pretty intelligent conversation about these two songs. And what they may or may not mean, because sometimes the internet could be a cesspool of fools. And um, it was kind of cool to see people actually thinking about what was going on. And love or hate Kanye West, this dude does inspire thought and attention. That's more than the surface, ooh, look at that needle in the big chain. So good for him. Like, a Kanye West album roll and release is never freaking bad. Never. So I'll give that brother some credit for that. Um, let's see here. What else do we got going on? Next up on the music end, this is more on a, you know, what the bleep type of end. Um, Paris Hilton got signed to Cash Money Records. To make an album of, um, EDM house music. Part of me thinks it's funny as hell. And a part of me is like, have y'all lost your ever-loving damn mind? Since for one, you know, the label's making money. It's not like they need any attention on that particular level. Secondly, if y'all want to go on the EDM wave, which I understand because, quite frankly, house music has done really great overseas for years. Of different kinds before it even got called EDM. Yeah. You know, especially on electronic and techno and so forth and so on. What in all the hell made you think of Paris Hilton? What up? Very, very true. And this is one of those things where I kind of find an irony when you have some of these um, rap cats who be like, yo, I need, I need to get on these labels where everybody's talking thug stuff all day. These labels ain't signing that all the time, if ever, besides a, a few people. You might mean struggle rap about being a thug and so forth and so on. That might not even be generally what you're about or what you see or what you want to artistically express. And this label done signed some ultra-rich white girl who's going to be... Only benefit I can give her is she's going to be making some producers and engineers and other folks some major money in the studio. Okay, that last pop album she put out, she can't sing with zero damn. You can't do none of that with Zero Dan, so whoever's gonna be on auto-tune and singing and mixing and mastering and all that type of stuff, good for you for being able to ma- maintain your household for a little bit. This looks right stupid to me. You know, but, um, whatever, whatever. Plus, there was a crazy, um, joint, I know, through one of the DJ sites I'm on, where, you know, there's a whole other rant I'll say for another day, but everybody thinks now they can be a DJ. And if you're famous, you know, they'll have a joint where, you know, they'll be like, oh, so-and-so DJing, and half the time they'll be like, you know, just missing an iPod or something like that, or whatever, whatever. There was a picture with Paris Hilton, where she was standing around the deck of the, you know, um, mixer and CDJs and what have you, CD turntables. And they had some white dude behind her who was doing the mixes. She was just standing with the headphones, like, posing and crap. She's like, for real, though? For real, 
Uh, I'm gonna have to find that picture and put it on our phone if I can find it. It's, it's so damn ridiculous. They're like, wow, this is this is making me hell. Whatever. So, um, cash money and get some attention for a minute, but you know, a lot of people are talking about y'all. Y'all are, I think, are, are reading that and you're doing that uh, proverbial jumping shark biz right now. And what have you. And while I know the other art label, and I know there's other artists on your label who are like, I haven't had an album out yet. Y'all gonna sign a broad like Paris Hilton though? Word. And I'm sure there's gonna be some fine music for birds and other type of people. Once you know they have a Nicki Minaj or great remix, I'm sure this could be on the Paris Hilton album, but Jesus. Not cool, but that's it. Um, let's see here. What else do we got? Um, another bit of music news. Um, we all thought that the, um, Rappers Resurrected by Hologram wave was done last year at the Coachella, and, um, Hologram Tupac popping up during the show. Nope. Not at all, unfortunately. Um, for this year's Rock the Bells Festival, um, folks are gonna be resurrecting ODB, who taken by a hologram. And Bone Thugs and Harmony is gonna have Easy E with a hologram. I, 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 I don't know, man. Like the, the the trend is a little corny to me, to say the least. Because to me, it feels like you had to like almost use like Star Wars hype to get people excited about seeing you. That should almost be an insult. And then what happens if people are more happy to see the hologram than you? Cause I mean I'm I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of Wu Tang with or without ODB, personally. But you know, they're gonna be people gonna lose their gourd over ODB who might not lose their gourd over any of the verses you spit. That should make you feel a little hurt. Especially when I trying to step up your game. And you know, with with whoever the hell is remaining in Bone Thugs and Harmony. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I can see something like Will I Am trying to be like, here's Michael Jackson at my show. Because you're able to pull out a hologram. And, you know, people using that as a crutch. Like, I, I just find that, that trend weird, but I guess you want to dump your money into that. Like, what could people say? It's not, I don't know, that. That seems a little, little, little bit on the first thing to me. Hmm. It definitely makes me curious. Like, I know there are some legal issues now with that, which is kind of interesting because it's still like um, a protected likeness. So, I know um, ODD's widow is supposed to be against it because they were like, you didn't get, get my permission to use his likeness in this way. Like, copyright copyright. And whatnot, and I don't know how many other folks are going to push it with that because, again, I'm sure that there's people who generally want to have that type of thing going on as a part of a full show, and there's gonna be people just gonna be using it for for sheer thirst and attention. So we'll see what's what. I know with Coachella, there were folks who were like, okay, you know, various festivals, some folks got a little bit of the the various joy joy drugs, and they're like, okay, am I really seeing um Tupac right now? Am I that high? You know, but I don't know. Kinda of weird if you ask me, but hey, people will do what they do, what they do. Um, let's 
see what we got here. Let's just see. We want to keep city stories and call it a day. Okay. This is a hell of a title right here for a new thing. Um, and title goes, Man sues after personal lubricant allegedly destroys his teeth. <laughs> a Philadelphia man filed suit in Philadelphia County Court of Common Appeals alleging that a personal lubricant caused his penis to burn and swell causing permanent disfigurement and loss of sensation. And it's some joint called Karma Suits of Pleasure Bomb Prolonging Gel. For one thing, I'm like, that's too damn long of a name for anything of, of that sort. And, um, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, watch, watch what you get. Because, you know, you, nobody gets pleasure in stuff, but, you know, that's, that's more than defective. That's a serious issue, and I hope if that is a true story that Homeboy, um, gets their, um, well, there's only so much you can do, I guess, right now, because he talks about that there's, like, permanent disfigurement, scarring, oh boy, nerve damage. Yeah, yeah, and the baby exactly all that, I'm like, well, I hope he gets some money, boy, because, that's just terrible. And the people who put up this um, new story at um, Raw Story are kind of assholes. Because they got this picture of this old white dude, you know, holding his junk. <laughs> like he got kicked there. <laughs> I'm like, that's me. I'm a lady. I don't have that appendage. But, I, you know, wow. That's that's crazy. But yeah, I, I, I thought that wasn't crazy. Next up, um... Another bugged out storyline, just because my people who send in stories are insane and that's pretty okay. Uh, police rescue man trapped in baby high chair at McDonald's. A customer at a McDonald's in Cork, Ireland was removed from a baby high chair by three police officers on Tuesday. Um, they said that um, this guy came in at a late hour, was, you know, pretty much drunk off his ass, ordered a happy meal, and somehow squeezed himself into a baby high chair. And of course, because we are in the world of cell phones and the net and whatnot, pictures of this dude looking like a fool is all, all up in there and whatnot. And then they had the McDonald's spokesperson from Ireland, you know, get kind of you know, smart ass with things, talking about, as you can see, we recommend that children shouldn't use the high chair without adult supervision. And the picture is ridiculous, because you do see this big dude who, I swear to God, I don't know how he got in that, in that chair. And they even got one of the cops, like, laughing at this dude. And I'm sure when you have that type of gig and you run the whole bunch of danger, they're like, this, this is the target, this, this is not how my day is supposed to end. That is crazy. Let me see here. Um, let's see here. Social networks and dummies. If you're going to commit a crime, do not put all your information about the crime you committed onto the internet. There was a lady who, in England, does not care for um, cyclists, like, you know, people riding their bikes in the road or whatever. Um, this lady by the name of Emma Way hit a cyclist with her car, drove her away, and bragged on Twitter that it wasn't her problem that she hit the cyclist because they don't pay road tax. <laughs> Now, this bra posts things up, but 
the the good part of the hive mind of the internet at times is people did a whole lot of search and they found out her Facebook, they found out her emails, all of that stuff, and they sent a tweet to the police in the UK. So you know, now I mean, luckily the cyclist, you know, besides some some scraping and stuff, was okay. But it's like, how crazy are you gonna you gonna promote if you did a hit and run on the internet? <laughs> And so many people hit up the police Twitter are kind of like, fine, here's, here's, we, we got all your info, we're going to go get this lady. And they did. And of course, you know, people tried to backtrack, like, homegirls tried to backtrack when, um, you know, everybody started sending out her joint, but by then it was too late. So, you know, if, if you're going to do foolery, don't be dumb on the internet. You shouldn't be committing that type of foolery in the first place, because really, a hit and run, though, that could have been crazy. But, you know, that's almost sociopathic, like, I hit somebody, yeah, what, and, you know, little bugged out. And, um, one more story that I missed earlier, that I wanted to get into, because I had a, um, lot of, um, a lot of folks for this out with this particular story, which was, um, bugged out. But we had five separate emails. Oh, let me the same Okay, here we go. Um, some folks are familiar with actress Zoe Saldana, um, through her various movie roles, including Columbiana, um, being a girl in the Star Trek movie, and more. Um, and I know some people also know her for the controversy going on in terms of her being, um, put into the role of Nina Simone in the upcoming uh, biopic. But, um, there's a thing here where she had an interview with um, BET where they asked her how she views race and um, she essentially um, alleged that there's no such thing as people of color. And I'm going to go ahead, I'm, I'm going to pull out um, a, 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 quote, a quote or two and I'm going to loop the story because opinions I've gotten about this have rained all over the map. I'm going to do a very brief um, thing on uh, my opinion with it. Uh, when asked how she racially identifies, Aldana responded, I find it uncomfortable to speak about my identity all the time when in reality it's not something that drives me or wakes me out of bed every day. I didn't grow up in a household where I was categorized by my mother. I was a Zoe and I could have and be anything all I ever wanted to do. Um, another um, part of the quote here is, I literally run away from people that use words like ethnic. It's preposterous. To me, there is no such thing as people of color because in reality, people aren't white, paper is white, people are pink, it's a bit ridiculous to have this thing, I'm a human being, that's adult I am, um, so on. So. Um, it's a weird street when people get into this. Because there's some folks who are like, well, people of color is a concept that, you know, not necessarily black folks of the modern age invented anyway. So who cares? You have some folks who are like, well, you can identify with, with however you like um, in regards to the human race, which is true. And then you have some people who are like, so, let's see here. Now that you're a bit more famous, all of a sudden you're trying to step, step away from people of color and to turn black as a uh, Afro-Latino and what have you. Um, for me, 
I look at things in the aspect of we are not in a post-racist society. As much people like to throw around that. Because if we were in a post-racist society, we still wouldn't be having people called the President of the United States in we're going to have people trying to say that, you know, this cat was somehow, you know, made in a lab somewhere and couldn't be a black American because, you know, black Americans are in there. Or whatnot. You want to have people be ashamed to be like, I am a particular race, but I identify with the human race. Because somehow it feels like when you get to a certain point, of fame recently in the artificial construct of the post-racial world that somehow you just saying I'm proud to be black is a militant statement I'm proud to be Latino I'm proud to be Asian etc 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 not being not dissing another race but just saying I'm proud to be this and there's nothing wrong with that because one of the things with the way Hollywood is Hollywood has always been a kind of weird caste system in terms of things it seems like the more and more a lot of cats get on the fame wagon, the more they visit themselves in terms of a racial identity. Until, you know, until somehow maybe the, the career falls back or something else and all of a sudden it's like, hey, I gotta hit all the uh, black guys. Or Latin outlets or outlets and so forth and so forth. I mean, you know, going down in her early career was, was like, yeah, I'm black, cool, that's what's up. And now, you know, it seems like she's kind of like tap dancing around that particular joint. Like, your race or ethnicity is not a full definition of who you are, because of course you got the personality, skills, so forth and so on. But why is it in particular when you are a person of what is not the quote unquote majority race in your country, you can't identify with that race? And it's also kind of weird because I'm like you're playing you're gonna be in a movie suit where you're playing a woman who is very loud about being proud of being black with Nina Simone and dealt with a lot of crap for being that way back during the 60s and 70s from her looks on to just being like loud about it there's nothing wrong with that And, you know, when you look at some of the famous folks, um, you got Zoe Zaldana in the side thing. But you also got, you know, folks like Kerry Washington, um, who I know a lot of people know, especially now with um, Scandal on ABC and all that amongst other movies, um, who did a direct quote talking about, I'm not interested in living in a world where my race is not a part of who I am. I'm interested in living in a world where our races, no matter what they are, don't defend our define our trajectory in life. So you gotta see two opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, one person doesn't wanna have race you talk about at all, which until we get to a better point as humanity, that's just not going to happen. You got one person like, yeah, I'm this, but you know, screw it. Why why can't I be proud of myself? I still gotta have my skills at work, but why do I have to take that part out of the equation? And, um, yeah, the feedback I've gotten on this when I posted the story on Facebook and other really interesting. You got a lot of folks that got ultra angry as always, and then who are like, you know, man, girl, bye. You, you, you're out of your gorge even trying to talk that yang and flip out back and forth. And then, like I said, you had some folks who were like, well, if you want to get technical about it, you can kind of see it. I mean, it's entitled, but, you know, whatever, whatever. And then a lot of people in between, and then there's a lot of folks who are like, who cares? 
There is a pretty good amount of controversy about um, his um, speech that was on the Connecticut speech for the Brothers of Getty from a Morehouse College um, this past weekend. Um, particularly on the end of what you were um, talking about in terms of a lot of folks thinking that he's saying what he said to them in terms of, you know, having to, you know, not using his and having to work hard and stuff. As not necessarily being talking to the students, but talking to um, what some folks would say as what's like liberal. And um, other types of stuff, like, you know, almost like it being something like he was talking down to the black guys who were there. And for some, it was worse because, you know, Morehouse College is one of the long lasting um, HBCUs um, for those overseas associated black colleges and universities. Whereas, like, you know, they've always had the thing of, you know, Black men getting out of college and, you know, taking on leadership and whatever they do. And what have you. And going through things, I'm not surprised at this. Um, Michelle Obama did it on a smaller level at um, the, the Boone State University um, graduation. Where we're talking about, well, you got a lot of people who think they're going to be a baller or a rapper, etc., etc. It was like, why are you talking that out there at this time? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're in a, in a crowd of people who obviously went through, through certain steps to take themselves to the next level. You know, why talk to people like they really got their stuff together? Unless you're not talking to that audience, you're talking to what you feel is a bigger audience. That whether you call yourself liberal or conservative, you feel like the idea that a black person, or I mean, I don't care about the term person of color person. Or a person of color can transcend the stereotypes that society puts out there. And it's more than a, you know, talented tip. Or that, you know, you got some people who are afraid that when they get out of their talented tip of whatever their career is, they're worried about competition. So sometimes they're talking down on that habit on that level too. So it's. It, 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 it gets very multifaceted. I'm kind of glad that there's always all down to talk um, segued into this because it's like we have a society sometimes I feel at the states where you can only be a good person of color when you're not talking about being a person of color. Like nothing should be wrong with you like um like I know when I live in New Jersey, New York they would like have all the festivals there. and they would like have you know um joints like um the Italian Pride Festival. Um, the Russians would have their festival, so forth. So, like a lot of ethnicity to be able to go out and represent. But for some reason, there is always a controversy of folks being there like, oh, the West Indian trade is going down. Oh, that's over with the black people. They got to bug that. Oh, some of them don't even speak English. You know, there's, there's, there's the African, you know, American Day Festival. Why, why do they need to have that anyway? You know, why are there black people? Why are there women? Why are there Hispanic history? So forth and so on and so forth. Like, why are you mad that somebody else would have a little bit of pride in themselves because the overall system is so jacked up? You're not acknowledging everybody's humanity as being basic human beings or whatever you do. The public school system ain't acknowledging all of America with its multiple ethnicities and races. 
So, unfortunately, you gotta have a Black History Month still in 2013. You gotta have a Women's History Month when you got a whole bunch of folks who still, who still unfortunately try to treat women like they're a subclass. And, you know, it goes back and forth. And there should be nothing wrong with you just being happy with what you are. That proves your race and ethnicity. Who cares? Who cares? Don't be ashamed of it. But, you know, that's, that's, that's just me. I, I got $90 million billion. And a whole bunch of people, unfortunately, who end up buying these off. Yeah, I feel I had to be scared to say anything. But anyway. It's all good, it's all dandy. Food convos and whatnot. And yeah, that's about it. We got a lot of good and, um, tunes and music to get into this week. So it should be fun. Um, for those who didn't get a chance to shout out earlier, about a week or two ago, um, happy belated Mother's Day to all the great mothers of the world, whether it's your biological seed or no, um, whether you are in one way, shape, or form, which you are um, playing the mother role. And um, also for Memorial Day weekend, shout out to all the soldiers, not just military, but those um, in the street, politics, and beyond who are trying to make a difference in their community. That'll be coming through. Um, yeah, and I think that's about it. You're in tune to the Syndicated Worldwide Feedback Radio broadcast. Uh, our playlists are not affected by Payola. We just play the joints that we hope folks can rock to. And of course, with our commentary and things, we don't got to love or agree with everything that we say. We're two average black folks in the States just saying what's on our mind. If we end up sparking some thought into um, your brains or whatnot, then we have done our job like all great um, independent media before us have done as all great black media before us. And, um, yeah, maybe about time to get into some tunes, get your head nodding, feet tap, and all that good stuff. This is DJ Fusion, Fusion Radio, about to sign up and I'm getting to the mix, alright? This is DD, one of course, a black black house, we got the show, Johnny Allen, one of the three, to all universe and all throughout the galaxy, my love, first movie I'm married, peace. Now listening to Fusebox Radio, DJ Fusion.
Yeah. Uh-huh. 
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fuse. control over some aspect of your life or some control over some desire that you want to have fulfilled and they stand there telling you unless you bow down you won't get this you won't do that and most of you will bow down you give in
Didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I? 
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fuse.
greatness from your history because your history teaches you the full range of possibility of what you and your people are able to do what you're able to build you know what you can do by knowing what your parents and your ancestors have done it's about time for another lesson from the old school you know, as the eve descends, wanna kick back and make it as comfortable as possible. Uh. Ah, right, check it. This lesson goes out to the fellas. Uh. You know how sometimes you be pushing so hard that you can forget about the things at home that are most important. So the same things it took to get that love are the same things it's gonna take to keep. I want you to turn to that lady and say, baby, what I gotta do. Thank you. 
Sports Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses. Upon hearing the name Romantony, serious house connoisseurs start to lick their lips with anticipation. Songs such as The Wanderer, Bring You Up and Hold On, just to name a few, are timeless classics that have secured their place in the Hall of Fame of house music. Time and time again, Romantini's songs, which are often riddled with his distinctive warm and soulful vocals, guarantee for goosebumps on the dance floor. It was with a collaboration with Daft Punk on the song One More Time in 2001 that he landed his biggest hit to date. Things became somewhat quieter for Romantini after that, just how he's been filling his time since then is what he revealed to Slices in an exclusive interview at the Tape Club in Berlin. The success of One More Time just changed my life in a lot of ways. It, it gave me a chance to step back and look at how a machine of like Virgin Records really does a song like that. It's like it's totally different from like the independent selling records from your car and everything like that. It's like marketed, it's pushed, it's promoted. So, but I was a part of that for once. So I was like, took time to just sit back and let the machine drive itself and I was just in it. Instead of me calling the distributors and da -da -da -da, marketing and promotion. So obviously that enables me to just be quiet. And at the same time, technology changing over really strong with the software getting itself together where I feel like I can go into that realm of the new software I think some producers are, were, and are ahead of me, and I enjoyed listening to the new things coming up. You know, uh, some of the electronic acts like Justice for a while, Digitalism, uh, you know, Boys Noise, um, Dead Mouse. I like sitting back, and I think it was worthy. It was a, it's a good energy that came in, so my energy isn't the same, so I don't want to just go in there and fight it. It's like, let it rock, let it, let it come out, and then I'll start to like blend with it and then keep moving along. So yeah, I just wanted to be Roman Anthony, this guy, that guy. So a lot of the energies that came in, they're worth sitting back and listening and seeing where these guys are going, the producers, you know? If you're a real fan. So that, that's the reason I was quiet, because it was worthy of just let one more time still go, pump out. But at the same time, a lot of the new technology, I was hearing new things and some of these guys coming up with it, it was just, it was inspirational, it was amazing. I liked it, so. And I wasn't ready to do it, so you gotta listen, you know? You can't get in there and go, man, that's... Mm -mm, I couldn't do that before I was ready, you know? Okay, could we turn the lights up and just not be so dark? I'm sorry I'm late, but I'm here. I feel that uh, for the people who don't know me, uh, I don't know, it's, it's okay. I'm not trying to bring people to know me. I'm just telling a story, songs that are real to me, and if you relate to them, then we'll, we'll get to know each other, you know? My music and production is usually, you know, physical pain and like, uh, you know, when you get a certain rhythm going in the studio, a certain sequence of melodies, sometimes, you know, it's like, it's not funny at all. It's, 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 it's like the opposite of it, you know, like it, it does something to you. And I find the more I go into trying to get this certain rhythm, 
the more difficult it is, like physically, to, to make it go this way and move things that way. Because you're like, it's on the edge. Some of the stuff is on the edge. So it's like the opposite of enjoyment. The more the bass drum is kicking, you get the bass syncopated just right. You got to get in there like double dutch and, get, and make the groove work. So it's like, you can't, like, it's not a happy thing, you know? But I, I love it that it's not a happy thing. Because, like, the more pain and the more contortion I have to do and it hurts me, I think the more they're going to feel it. Like, oh, I can't wait. They're gonna, it's going to kill them. It's going to hurt them you know, in the dance floor. So I've learned now, the more I feel that, like a kind of uneasiness, I'm getting closer and closer to a unique groove, like a unique kind of rhythm. And I used to not even notice it. Maybe say, like you say, some songs are timeless and innovative and classic. That's where those came from. That's where those songs came from. Like, I remember that, that session, I was just a pain, and it was just like, but that groove, people say, I can't forget it, and I, I like it. So I pay attention to that, and it usually just happens mystically. But, uh, you know, I've learned now to listen to that and let that be a part of me. And then sometimes when you hit stop, your body just relaxes, like, you know, like that. But then when you hit play, it's like, it'll, like, contort to that rhythm, and you're, like, just finding that groove. So that's important. It's pain, but it's a good, it's a good pain. I know you don't love me. I know you don't love me. I know you don't feel the way you did. But you're thinking of me. But you're thinking of me. Cause no one gave it to you like I did. You fight the feeling. You fight the feeling. You push it deep down and away. But it's just revealing. But it's just revealing. I'm very happy to be finished with a lot of records and I'm very happy to come over here to Berlin and play the club tape. So when I knew I was going to do the gig, I just got an energy and I produced like uh, a couple of remixes and songs specifically for this night, like the one song, uh, Remember to Forget. I just felt it, it, would, it would work here and it really did, you know, so sometimes when I'm going to do a gig in a certain place, I'll get the energy. I'll, it's like cosmically I'll feel something like, this sound should work, and I think the people would like to hear something like this. It doesn't work all the time, but this was a magical thing. You know, it really worked. That song worked for the club, and the city and the vibe influenced me. And that's good. That's powerful. Sometimes you get out of touch with cities and the states and stuff, but Germany and me and so forth are just cool. Being in the uh, genre of electronic music is a good thing, but uh, due to the fact that when I was younger, like my parents supported me 100% and putting me in music lessons once they saw that I had some kind of uh, innate ability to make musical sounds out of things and hear things. So I think that's part of my longevity and, and also my DJ and selecting things. I took music lessons like on guitar from like a young age. And so from there, I don't just hear music 
you know, beats and everything. Like I can hear melodies and actually the structure of where it's going. And I can also, you know, disseminate when you don't want to have a structure. So my musical background on real instruments and knowing notes and taking lessons every Saturday at some place, you know, musical lessons, gives me, it ties me to like the historic musicians that, you know, know music, not just software, not just like a, I'm stealing a word from Yanni, like a sound designer, you know, like just designing sounds with the software. It's always going to sound this way. I can just pick up an instrument, a piano, and begin to move it into an electronic sound and mix it back and forth with the education I have. So it sort of makes it timeless. I have the ability to reach to where this, all music is on the foundation. So if you know the foundation of this, you can add it to just the electronic sound software and then make it something special. It's not easy to do that because, hey, you know, mixing a guitar in electronic music, you got to, you know, work at it. But I do have the education of a musical background, so it's very important. I feel confident about my songs and writing them. They're in a certain key. They're in, they make sense. They're warm. You know, you can relate to it. I'm not really influenced by techno producers. I'm, I'm in that genre of music, but my influences come from like the timeless acts. You know, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Led Zeppelin, you know, Chuck Berry, you know, Elvis, The Beatles, Hendrix. So it's like, that's in my heart and my soul, but I like the technology. So blending those two together, you're gonna have me in the clubs with the, the pumping scene, but my influences of writing songs come from these classic songwriters and groups, the Eagles and things like that. So automatically, if I'm starting to sing on a song, I've felt the influences of like, you know, the Princes and all those things, and it just ends up in this format of techno. That's, you know, basically the combination where a lot of things should sound timeless because I'm not just going off of software and the latest whatever. So that's like part of my um, ingredients, you know? Timeless songs, I love them. And then uh, the sounds of techno and filtering the bass and everything like that. It sort of goes into my sound, what makes up what I do. Okay, sound check, one, two. No matter where 
That's it, the Wanderer Acoustic Unplugged. Okay? Inspiration is not just one thing. You can be inspired by a smell, a scent, you know, a look, a style, a color. So you just gotta be open for the inspiration, so. But definitely, just how you pay attention and the history that we have of the Wanderer and the certain, like the electronic sound, like maybe craft work. I sort of got the feeling of what I like when I'm in Germany and over here. Like the influence is very electronic to me. So that, that inspiration is easy to, to draw on, to dwell on. It's electronic, it's 808, classic stuff. It's almost to say that the underground is overground. There's no underground, you know? There is no underground. And our music, it's popular, it's happy, it's whatever. So it's, it's popular music now, you know? From Kanye to a lot of people are just straight into the club mixes, you know? The Mariah Carey's and everything like that. Whatever I release, I want everybody to hear it. I don't care, like whatever I produce, I'm feeling good about it. I, that's the one thing, it takes me a while, but when I release a record and master it, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm proud of it, I'm happy. So it doesn't matter, it comes out of the studio, I'm satisfied. So if that person hears it from A to Z, that's what I wanted you to hear. So at that particular point, it's just up in the air because I'm proud of the work that's coming out. Spirituality, you're lucky to be in touch with uh, things like that, like to have an understanding of letting things come in like a, like your brain is like a radio station and it just hear things. And some people could be afraid of it, some people don't have the talent to actually turn it into something, art or music. But I feel fortunate to be able to do that, you know, to, to like, just like, just be quiet, shut down and listen. Then it all starts to just, somebody's like telling me, like already there. It's like something already just coming from somewhere else and you just let it come into you and work through you. I don't know if possession is a word or whatever, but it's okay, you know? It's a, it's a talent if you learn how to accept it, you know? Something you can't explain. Just leave yourself open to it. I'm not afraid of like learning and uh, cosmic things and draw. I'm not close to like, <laughs> 
being influenced by different things and uh, going with the flow. You know, I don't know about the flow because that sounds a little more looser. I think it's more direct when, you know, spirits and influences and things come around. I think it's like you're designated people, you know, you're, you're chosen for these particular things. And some people can get in tune with it and live. And I think I'm one of those people, you know. Berlin, wish you were here. New Jersey, America, Obama. Berlin to America. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now witnessing the news box video. Now I'm crying and it's cause I can't believe 
Hey yo, the nappy grand is in the building Right here on the fuse box radio.
yo, the nappy grand is in the building. Right here on the fuse box radio. Looking good, girl, all over again. 
Hey yo, the nappy grand is in the building. Box Radio.
gonna hear the pages turn. Let me take my gazelles off. Thing, but can't let go Even though I need it so Your arms, they soothe me But I ain't no game I ain't no toy I ain't just brain This ain't no movie, man Roll before I just need more. I just need more. What does my body ignore? What my mind says? I try to keep it intact, but I'm here in this bed. Uh, 
got that thickness to kind of make it get up with the biscuits with breakfast so far. I ain't even think about the next chick that he Hey yo, the nappy grand is in the building Yeah, yeah Oh, oh yeah Baby, I love you Until the end Yeah, yeah Yeah, again,
yo, the nappy grand is in the building.
Box Radio.
That's all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night.